everybody, welcome back to the Low Marks Podcast. I'm Mark, and I'm here to talk to you today about a couple of silly subjects. Two little short tales. Figured I'd put two of them together just to just to make it last a little bit longer. Probably won't be as long as the, uh, the tanks or the paper or the Emperor Norton. You may or may not have ever heard of drop bears. Drop bears and hoop snakes. So I'm going to tell you about them. The uh, drop bear is a predatory carnivorous version of the koala bear. The scientific name of the drop bear is Thylarctus plummetus. You hear the plummetus from the plummet drop? Good. Got it. Golden. Whatever. So this is an imaginary animal. It's commonly talked about in Australian tall tales to scare tourists. Tourists. Whatever. Y'all know how I am about words. While koalas are typically docile herbivores and not bears, they're marsupials, the drop bears are described as unusually large and vicious marsupials that inhabit treetops and attack unsuspecting people or prey that walk beneath them by dropping onto their heads from above. Thus, drop bears, drop marsupials. Drop marsupial doesn't have the same ring as a drop bear. The origin of the myth is unknown, and it doesn't seem to be related to any specific writing, but the earliest written reference is a passing mention from the 1982 The Canberra Times. Though the term was popular before then, especially used to scare scouts, camping, and city tourists. An episode of Nature's Weirdest Events from 2016 theorized that the quote drop bear may have started as a long persisting Australian memory of a now extinct marsupial lion. The marsupial lion was a formidable carnivorous mammal which was distantly related to koalas. Thought to be an ambush predator capable of climbing trees and a specialized hunter who could take down megafauna like the rhino-sized diprotodon. These marsupial lions became extinct around 46,000 years ago and may have been depicted in aboriginal art and myth along with leaving traces of scratch marks in caves. Similar to the American jackalope, which is a rabbit with antelope horns, these drop bears probably originated as an inside joke meant to frighten and confuse outsiders, those tourists and the scouts and just people who don't know that there's no such thing as drop bears, obviously. These people who have all the knowledge about the drop bears, they'll, uh, they'll tell you ways you can help deter attacks. They'll tell you to put forks in your hair, or have a Vegemite or toothpaste spread behind your ear or in your armpit. It says to piss yourself or to only speak English with an Australian accent, mate. I'm sorry. So that's uh, it's just a little quick a drop bear. I mean, it's harmless. It's funny. If you understand the Australians, they're... Their humor, it, it just fits in with their humor so well. Something that I learned from it is there's going to be a 2021 film coming out that's named Drop, D-R-O-P. And it's uh, it's going to focus on the drop bears, apparently. I'm, I'm excited to, to look into that a little bit more. And for the second of our animal double feature, we have the hoop snake. So the hoop snake is a legendary creature of the United States, Canada, and Australia. Die, Mike. So the drop the the drop snake hoop snakes appear in the Pecos Bill stories, even though stories of this creature predate those tales by far. Sightings of hoop snakes have been reported in the Saint Croix. Croix? That's not as again, y'all know how I am. Sightings of the hoop snake have been reported in the Saint Croix 
River Valley along the Minnesota-Wisconsin border, also in Wake County, North Carolina, and Kamloops, British Columbia. According to folklore, they, the distinguishing feature of a hoop snake is that it can grasp its tail in its jaw and roll after its prey like a wheel or a hoop. It's similar to the Ouroboros in Greek myth and the Suchinoko in Japanese myth. Long creatures that can fold itself, I guess fold, that can contort itself into a, a circular shape and use that to its advantage. One version of the myth tells of how it can straighten itself out and at the last second it skewers its victims with its venomous tail. The only escape obviously is to hide behind a tree which receives the deadly blow instead of you and it immediately dies from the poison now, thanks for trees a letter from 1784 describes the hoop snake in the following way as other serpents crawl upon their bellies so can this but he has another method of moving peculiar to his own species which he always adopts when he is in eager pursuit of his prey he throws himself into a circle, running rapidly around, advancing like a hoop, hoop snake, with his tail arising and pointed forward in the circle, by which he is always in the ready position of striking. It's observed that they only make use of this method in attacking, for when they flee from their enemy, they go upon their bellies like other serpents. Purported sightings are still occasionally reported, though the existence of hoop snakes has never been accepted by the scientific community. What a bummer. You've got naturalist Raymond Dittmars. He, he looked to be an old-timey bloke fellow. I don't know. He placed a $10,000 in trust at a New York bank for the first person to provide evidence of a hoop snake. So as far as I know, just context clues from the research that I've done, it's it's probably still there for you to, uh, to snatch up. So if you can find a hoop snake, take it to the New York bank and... Go get your money. Where could this come from in reality? You've got the marsupial lion, the collective memory for the drop bears. For the hoop snakes, it's probably just a case of mistaken identity. Some people have suggested it's a sidewinder of the American Southwest or a mud snake, which will occasionally lie in a loose hoop shape. Or it could possibly just be a stretch of stories about snakes swallowing their own tail mistaking themselves for prey. Short, sweet, straight to the point, you've probably never heard of either of these creatures. I mean, of course, there's a lot more jackalopes and the, the hairy trouts and all kinds of strange creatures and animals that make noises in the night, whatever. These guys, they, they pretty much, they, they fall in the same line of if you ever had your car break down, you need to go to the store to get you some blinker fluid. Uh, you're working on construction project they tell you to go get a shelf stretcher or even a left-handed wrench which I could probably use seeing as I'm left-handed but I mean, unfortunately hate to burst your bubble none of these things exist either so but I'm holding out hope for the hoop snake and the drop bears so this has been a really quick episode of Lomark's podcast but thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time